might take your seats. Could someone get my Bible? Um, they gave me your Bible, so someone will bring my Bible out, and that'll be awesome. I just can't be here without my Bible. I just need it, you know. But anyway, hey, um, good to have you in Des Moines, the greatest state in the union, Iowa. Thanks, mate. Love you. You're awesome. And um, yeah, uh, could you just right at the start, just maybe tell everyone what's happening tonight uh, at five o'clock, so... Yeah, well, literally, as I was walking out here, I just got a text message from my friend, a really close friend of mine, who had his brother who doesn't go to church, um, and, but he said, hey, you need to go to this thing in Lincoln, Nebraska. So he came last night. His wife had a lump on her breast that they were very concerned about. We had a moment where the presence of God came. We prayed for healing. It disappeared. He just texted me. Totally healed. Totally healed. So, Come on. <laughs> that's always good because I got four hours of sleep, so I'm, I'm pumped now. Um, so tonight <laughs> we're going to be gathering on the state capitol on the steps, 5 p.m. This is our 27th state capitol. Come on. And it's, it's a big deal for us because it's the last capitol of 2023. So we have this, this tour broken up into, into 2023 and 2024. And I really felt like because of the craziness of Iowa, everybody is vying for the vote of people in Iowa. Yeah. As you guys know. Yeah. However, Text there messages. is one king, there is one Lord Amen. over the state. Amen. And so tonight, to end 2023, we are going to lift up the name of Jesus over your state capitol. You guys really don't want to miss this. It's going to be amazing. 5 p.m. Awesome. Awesome. So I'm going to be there. Um, I know that our church, before we even knew about that, had a, like a shootout scheduled and uh, like, a, like range masters are going there and teaching people how to be gun safe and stuff. Um, but if you're, not, if you're not a gun dude, uh, come to this. I know a lot of ladies are going to go. I'm going to go worship. Um, and, you know, you're allowed to let Travis down and just not go to the gun thing if you want to go worship too, you know, whatever else. Um, but, um, but they're both good options, but uh, I'm excited about just speaking Jesus over our city, amen. Uh, our city is not lost. Uh, well, it is lost, but it's not forgotten, amen. And, uh, and uh, we're going to see a revival breakout in our cities as we start focusing on who the King of Kings really is. And I believe we're going to baptize a whole bunch of people tonight as well, right? And uh, we're going to worship. We're going to be encouraged. And we got, we got, you know, senators and congressmen and governors and all that sort of hopefully coming along. Well, a few, I know a few are coming. Got Gail Beck down there. He'll be there. Come on, mate. And uh, a few others. So it's going to be a great night, right? So it's going to be fire. going to be brilliant. Yes. So. Anyway, well, uh, maybe you could start by, because I think a lot of people here would know who you are and what you've been doing, but maybe just a little quick rundown of how it started. Like, so how did Let Us Worship start uh, in the middle of crazy? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I, uh, so I, I grew up, my, my parents were both full-time medical missionaries, so I grew up on the mission field, missions kid, and didn't really have a heart. It's kind of funny that I'm doing this because I, I, I didn't really care too much about America. Um, as a kid, I loved America, but I never saw it as my mission field. Yeah. I kind of, America's heard the gospel. Yeah. It's time to go other places. And um, anyway, I spent a lot of time in the persecuted church across the world. Uh, time in, you know, Iraq, North Korea, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, places of, that are persecuted, places where the church is 
is it's, it's illegal to be a believer. People get yeah. killed, people get murdered, people get, you know, disappear when they follow Jesus. So I spent my time with the underground church, learning how they worship, learning how they respond in those kind of moments, not knowing that I would put that into practice yeah. in America yeah. in 2020. And yeah, so wow. I was in California, which is really funny also because <laughs> I'm like the biggest freedom dude there is. And I'm stuck in like commie land in 2020. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up, was born and raised in Montana. What unites Montanans together is their hatred for California. <laughs> and now I'm in California and the pandemic's happening. and We're the most locked down of lockdown places in America. We have a governor that's so power drunk and corrupt. Oh, my gosh. That he tells strip clubs, casinos, bars, marijuana dispensaries, they're fine to be open. But the church must close down. And... You know, it wasn't the fact that he said that. It was the fact that so many people complied. Right? Right? And I'm like, man, I've spent time with the underground church. They don't put up with this stuff. <laughs> right? So anyway, uh, I started a pledge called Let Us Worship. It was a very simple sign it online. It was geared more towards pastors in California and New York. It was very simple. You know, we are going to serve God over government. We're going to listen to the word of the Lord. We are going to worship regardless. We've been worshiping for 2,000 years. We're the church of Jesus Christ. We're not about to stop because of the flu. Right. So I put that out there. It had like 100,000 signatures, California, New York, and then the Lord really spoke to me. He's like, Sean, you got to put feet to the vision. And Oh, come on. And I was just like, uh. So I'm like, I don't know what that means. I'm in California. It's locked down. People are feared, fearful and scared. And so the Lord showed me the Golden Gate Bridge, the iconic symbol in, in California. He said, go to the Golden Gate Bridge and call people to worship. And I'm like, Lord, no one's going to show up. Like San Francisco had a 21-day lockdown in place order. Like, they had to stay inside for 21 days. Brutal. It was crazy. Unless then they he, wanted to go to the bar or the strip club. Unless they wanted to go to a casino, and then yep. COVID wasn't there. Yep. <laughs> Even it's scared of that ungodliness. No. It's very smart, that virus, you know. Very smart. Um, anyway, so, so, um, I, so I put the word out there and just put a, a post on social media. I'm like, no one's going to come. People are going to think we're crazy. Meanwhile, I'm a worship leader at a mega church. Right. And we're we're the coolest mega church in the game, baby. We're like, we look so cool. We sound so cool. We got skinny jeans. We're just awesome. <laughs> but yet we're writing these songs about slaying Goliath and about, you know, seeing sickness being healed and breaking off darkness. And the moment we face the place where we have to know if our songs are real. Yeah. We're shut down. Yeah. Unreal. Like, that's the thing that a lot of believers don't understand is COVID was a, a testing season. It was like, do you really believe this stuff? Yeah. Or not? So anyway, so I threw up a post. 300 people showed up on the Golden Gate Bridge. It was a miracle. Yeah. And we gathered together, and we were about to march down the bridge, and, and you know, somebody, you know, flipped open Facebook Live, and Everyone's locked down across America, and then they see these wild, crazy people with guitars and shofars and flags worshiping on the Golden <laughs> Gate Bridge, and it just went viral. People mm. were like, this is insane, you know? Yeah. And so, like, tens of thousands, I think it ended up being millions of people watched this. Shaky oh, wow. footage <sighs> on the bridge, you know, and we're just up there worshiping. 
And we, we encountered some police because they, they saw us coming on the bridge and they were like, what's going on? This is a large group of people. This, is, this was when rioting was in season. Yeah. Do you remember that? Everyone had their riot decorations like on. Everyone was mad. People didn't know why they were mad. They were just mad. You know, yeah. let's burn the city down. Ah, you know. Yeah. And so the police. But COVID doesn't up. do that. COVID doesn't go there. So that's safe. Exactly. COVID, COVID stays away from COVID riots. COVID doesn't go into rioting. It doesn't. Okay, it smart. just knows. Smart virus. So <laughs> they saw us marching on the bridge, but they saw that we were happy. They're like, what's going on? You guys don't look angry. You look really happy. What are you doing? Yeah. And I said, well, we came here with a mandate from heaven to pray over the city. Come on. And the police, I'll never forget, it was this moment for me, you know, even after the pledge and after trying to mobilize people to, to, to take a stand, it became personal when this policeman took his helmet off. He was on his motorcycle. He took his helmet off and he said, he said, what are you guys doing here? I said, we came to pray. And he looked at me and he goes, what took you so long? And he said, Sean, and he looked at me and he said, Sean, on this bridge, I have 12 officers. Their entire job is to do suicide patrol. He said, they go up and down this bridge. It's a mile and a half long. All day long, 24-7. And he said, we cannot stop the amount of people that are jumping to their death. He said, you are standing on the number one suicide destination in America. Wow. And I began to think of all this. Well, mm. if you really love your neighbor, wear three masks, hide, watch a live stream. If you really love your neighbor, don't talk to anyone. If you really love your neighbor. Meanwhile, I'm standing on the number one suicide destination yep. in America. The church isn't open. This could be our greatest hour of human history yep. to respond to darkness. Yep. And it all started clicking. And I'm like, we can't do this anymore. Yeah. We were born for such a time as this. Mm. And so Amen. people started to get healed, saved, delivered. It was wild. And we're praying for people so people are getting healed. And we're praying for people so people are getting healed because we're asking God to do what he says he does. And people like the, the church across America started saying, you know, it was pray for, lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed or lay hands on the sick unless they're sick. You know, it's like if they're sick, you should stay home. And we'll pray from here, but it says, lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. And it's like doctrine just shifted because there was a moment where you had to put boots on your doctrine. But it's still the word of God. He's still a healer. Yeah, and, and, and I think it, it even goes deeper than that and it goes more corrupt than that, which, is, which, is, which was disheartening at the time. Was, yeah. you know, the church getting money from the government to push yeah. the and push COVID and keep people scared yeah. and afraid. And that's for real. Brutal. This is not conspiracy stuff. No, it's this real. It's all been proven. And so... You know, at the end of the day, it was like we were sacrificing our anointing as the body of Christ to bring healing to the world mm -hmm. so that we could get a couple bucks from the government to keep our yep. buildings open. Yep. Churches and in Australia made more money closed than they did open. And not from tithes and offerings, not because people were like, I want to worship God. No, 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 no. They made money because they obeyed the government. They were like, you know what, Caesar? Yes, daddy government, tell me what to do. They shut down their churches and the government paid all their staff's wages and they were still getting income from tithes. And so their income went through and they ended up coming out of the thing with more money, from, uh, slave money though, not freedom, you know, and, but and they're not seeing healing. And you your inheritance for a bowl of soup. Yep, and their, their attendance is tanked. They're, there's no anointing. They preach faith without having faith. They've got faith for a new pair of shoes, 
but not for but not for God to protect them in the face of an enemy or but for you healing. Guys or, and I wouldn't do that. Come on, you? come on. Let's right go. here, we stood up. Can I get an amen? <laughs> Let's go. But, and that's the difference, though, isn't it? Now, not every pastor in America stood up. Not every, and not all of us at the same time. And many before me, and many after me. And uh, you know, so we're not like we're not the leaders, and we're not the best, or anything like that. But the difference, I think, between our country, the United States, uh, and our homeland, and, 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 and England, and other Commonwealth kind of, or commie, Commonwealth countries, is that um, pastors didn't lead the way. There, there was pretty much no pastors in our homeland that were willing to say, you know what, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. There was pretty much no pastors willing to say, if I have to, if I have to preach some prison epistles, then so be it. There were pretty much no pastors willing to say, well, arrest me then, because it's the right thing to have my church open. There may have been one or two, but I never heard their names. But here they were, and, and they led the charge. And then when they went to court, they won their court cases. It's not just because we have the Bill of Rights. It's because there were pastors with courage and with faith and that were willing to put boots on their theology and actually stand up and say, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Bring your sick, bring your wounded. I'm going to pray for them, and they will be healed in Jesus' name. And that led the way for the rest of our culture, I believe. Amen. Yeah, I mean, we had, you know, I'll never forget when, when, when our crazy governor came out with this mandate. You know, they come out with the COVID mandates, what you can and can't do. And at the end of it, he snuck in this, oh, and uh, you can't sing in church. This is like for real. And I just was sitting there going, what? Like, who do you think you are? And I grew up, I was a good Assemblies of God kid. I grew up in Royal Rangers, worship, you know, Pharaoh, <laughs> Pharaoh, ooh, baby, baby let, let my people, people go. go, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, any church kids in here? Come on. Any, so, is there anyway, any Royal Rangers in here? Yeah, so, so, no. so we grew up singing that. And, and, and so when that statement came out, you know what happened is I was getting trolled by the pastors in Saudi Arabia. They started trolling me. We, I'm on this secure messaging app that we use, you know, to communicate. Is it called um, iMessage? And, and, no. No. <laughs> no. And they were messaging me, and they were like, Sean, like, what's going on? Your, your governor over there is kind of crazy. They're like, you've spent too much time with us in the underground church. You know what you should do. Oh, come on. And I was finding my source of encouragement wasn't American leadership and pastors. It was underground pastors in churches across the world. They were my source of strength in 2020. And how funny is it that, like, and then we had the people saying, obey the authorities, obey the authorities, obey the, which it says submit, by the way, which is a submission, sorry, which is a posture that desires to cooperate when it's godly but not when it's ungodly, okay? But we had all these pastors saying, obey the authorities, right? But the exact same pastors didn't say that to the underground church in China when it was illegal for the Chinese pastors to have church. The same pastors telling us to obey our authorities were sending illegal Bibles to those pastors. We're telling those pastors, don't give up the fight, keep your doors open, keep preaching, keep doing it. Even though it's illegal, God's got your back, but then that then, then over here, it was like, well, you might go to a four-star prison for three weeks, so shut your church. Yeah, I mean, they, we were given yeah, offerings yeah. and support from churches across To the underground America church. To break the law in other countries. Yeah, but, but, the, but it's, 
But that's different. But not then here. when it came to breaking the law in our own country, no. it was like, hold on. No, here we have, to, we have to obey. Yeah. Good example. And, and, <laughs> and the thing is, is that's when you rediscover church history. You rediscover yeah. even Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and oh, Abednego. Oh, come on. You rediscover yes. Peter and Paul. Like, these guys were gangsters for Jesus, man. Like, yep. They, yep. they didn't give a rip. They looked government in the eye and they said, you're not in control. Like, I worship God over the government. Come on. And, amen. And, you know. Come on. And, and I, I think this is really important. Like, the, the, the goal isn't to be defiant. The goal isn't to be this rebel. That's not our identity. However, this is our identity. Yeah. It's realizing, listen, our life is not our own. I am a born-again, Holy Ghost, Spirit-filled believer submitted to Jesus before I'm an American citizen. Yep. Right? Yep. Now, there might be some things. Thank God we have the Constitution. Thank God that we have the Declaration of Independence. Thank God we have these things in this yep. country. And we got to remind those people Where? that we have those things. Yep. And where right? it came so, from. So in, in, in California, we won nine Supreme Court cases against Gavin Newsom. See? Come on. Do you know... Do you know in California, in California, we have something you guys don't even have in Iowa right now. Because we fought back, it is illegal in the future at any point, in any time in the history of the state of California. It is forever illegal to shut down the church for any reason. <laughs> any reason. It'll never happen again. Governor... Ever. Governor Reynolds, Dan Gelbeck, make it happen. <laughs> yeah. So, but that was because we had to wake up. We had to realize, you know, what was at stake. But my point is this. We have all these great, amazing uh, uh, leaders throughout church history, throughout revival history, and they were constantly embroiled in controversy. Yeah. Right? Because they didn't give a rip what the, you know, what the woke mob did or what the censorship happened or how they got canceled or how they got on this government list or whatever. They were serving God. They were dead men walking. Yep. And it's time in America for the church, man, to say we are following Jesus. Amen. For me to live is Christ. Amen. And to die is gain. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. And uh, I'm telling you right now, with people like Dan and our governor and other things like that, I guarantee we'll get one of those laws passed pretty soon. We got, I feel like we have one of the most godly um, state governments that we've ever had in the history of our state. Like, it's unbelievable. I thank God for them, right? Good people. We ought to be thankful, right? Remember to say thank you. Don't just complain when they don't give you an extra dollar or something, you know. But, but for the, the thing is, it's not... Um, like, all that's scary and all that's, you know, crazy, and you've got to be bold and you've got to be strong, and there's lots of fighting, but it's not just fighting. Like, it, it's actually a good life. Life is better when you say, I'm serving God over government. You know, and it's not a rebellious heart. Rebellion is witchcraft, Scripture says, right? Rebellion is, I don't care what you say, I'm not doing it, right? Submission is, if, it's, if it does not violate the Word of God and the conscience, then, then I'll do it. Right, but it's but but submission is submission to authority is if you want to violate the word of God and what God has told me to do, if you're going to get me to sin by shutting down my church or something else, well then I'm not going to do it. That's not rebellion. That is serving the King of Kings over the King. You hear what I'm saying? And but it's not just it's not just fighting. It's not rebellious. It's 
It's actually a better life. You'll never find more peace than when God becomes the king of kings in your heart. You'll never have more purpose than when God becomes the king of kings in your heart. You'll never have more joy. You'll, amen. You'll never have more peace. You'll, you'll never have more hope. You, you know, and and the, the worst of days are still joy-filled days when it's for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Can I get an amen, church? Amen. So, so it's not bad news. It's good news. So, anyway, now amen. what? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, um, I think we're at a point right now in America where um, this was, the, I think, the first of many tests. Mm. Uh, people are like, ah, COVID's over. And I'm like, ah, it was the first test. We, we already know, apparently, there's a, another election variant that's coming. <laughs> You know, I was, a, I was the last LA. one was brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's they say it's coming. They say they know about it. You know, it's just in time for mail in ballots and all that, you know. Yeah. But anyway, the point it usually comes in, at 2 a.m. L.A. on on Friday flying out. And again, I say it's funny that I'm in California. And by the way, you know, part of why like we have to rid the church and the conservative movement and all this stuff of this weird theological paradigm where we all flee to easy places. Mm. Can I just say something about this for a minute? Go. Do okay. it. Preach. Like, we are not called to all move to Texas and Florida and hide in a bunker with ARs. Amen. That's Amen. Not how, that's not the church Jesus Soul is returning back light. to. Yep. He's returning back to a radiant and spotless bride. One that is unafraid. Come on. One that is filled with hope. One that is bringing the kingdom of heaven to the earth. And, you know, you look at a place like California, you can say all you want about it. But I'll tell you one thing. Well, a few things. One, we would have not flipped the house had it not been for what happened in California in the last cycle. Those there. are facts. Come on. Like, God did some amazing things. Second of all, there's no greater state in America with more revival history than California. Azusa Street. Jesus People Movement. Come on. I mean, these are nation-shaking movements yeah. that yeah. came out of California. It's true. So why is the attack against that state so great? Because its destiny is so great. Come on. So we got to have believers that press into Jesus. This was so prophetic about being on the Golden Gate Bridge in that crazy city. It's like singing into the wind. Mm. God, you've done it before. You can do it again. Amen. <laughs> this Amen. is a state of revival. Mm -hmm. This is, a, and I'll tell you one thing, we traveled across America, so we went to, you know, 150, 160, 170 cities. We had the largest registered church service on planet Earth in 2020. Mm. There was no other church service in the lockdown period that was bigger recorded than our service in Washington, D.C., 45,000 people. Come on. Okay? But I'll tell you where the fire was the hottest, in the most persecuted places. Yeah. Seattle, Portland, yeah. Los Angeles, yeah. Chicago, New York. We rolled into New York, man. Those people were ready to rumble. Come on. We started baptizing people in the fountains there in Manhattan. <laughs> I mean, the police were so blown away. They didn't know what to do, right? Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, we have an amazing eclectic team with us, you know, Hispanic leaders, African-American leaders. We had this girl that just walked up to the police and was like, I'm going to tell you all something. We're about to have baptisms up in here. The NYPD was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> you know? 
And and I mean, we just saw God yes, move in city after city after city, places people thought were impossible, places people thought were too dark, places people thought were too yeah. hard. Now I know you're in Iowa. This is a great place. You got a great governor. You guys can just go on cruise control. But I'm telling you, we're not going to though. Mandate we're not to gonna. retake back Amen. the nation for Amen. Jesus. Amen. We may have a state that's on fire, but not every city is. And so there is a lot of dark cities in Iowa. And so we, we, we could go cruise control. We could. We could be like, our auditorium's no, full. Fun, Let's man. relax. You Let's just chill. Wild. We can all, our staff can get paid. You know, we'll just relax. Or we can make it, we can do the hard thing, make more space, preach the truth, pray for revival, baptize people, pray for the sick, get out on the street corners. We ain't doing cruise control. If you like cruise control, go to a different church. It ain't this church. We don't care that we're in a red state that has freedom or whatever else. But um, we I, 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 well, and I think too, we, we have to come to this realization. And I was sharing this last night in Lincoln, Nebraska. I mean, we had, I mean, Lincoln, Nebraska, we had like over three thousand people. Like these people yeah. were crazy in Nebraska. Yeah. You know, like just on fire. Every said, Nebraskan was there. A third of the state was there. A third, yeah. Okay, a third um, of the state. But we have to realize this. You know, and I, I tell this to you guys because I know you're smart and you, you're, you guys are vied for with your vote and everybody comes here and they politic here and they, ah, they shove their agendas. I'll tell you one thing. We are all out of political solutions in this nation. Yeah, amen. I don't care what candidates tell you. None of them got answers to anything. Like if we don't have a revival in our nation, we're done. We have a saying called revival mm. or bust. Yeah, yeah. Like that is our only goal. We yeah. gotta have just in the same way the first and second great awakenings swept across America. Just in the same way the Jesus People Movement swept across America. We need another move of God amen. in our nation. Amen, amen, amen. It's the only hope. So don't get caught up in the whole political system in just being a good conservative. That's enough. No, it's not enough. Well, if we just do, no, it's not enough. We got to have the fire of God across our nation. Amen. Amen. We got to have it in our marriages, in our families. We got to have it in our schools, in our universities. We are on the campus, right next to the campus in, in, there in Lincoln, Nebraska, very blue, very indoctrinated. Doing an altar call with Gen Z, come down front, get healed of your of your of your of your confusion and get yeah. healed of your perversion. Get free, throw your drugs on the stage, give your life to come Jesus. On. Like this is the hope for America. Amen. 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 And yeah, we do. We live in a state that has political freedom, right? But we we're not we're not here fighting for political freedom so that we can have religious freedom. We we're fighting for a a spiritual freedom. Amen. We're fighting a spiritual battle, and I believe that the that the political freedom is downstream from from that. It's not upstream. It's not like oh, if you can get a red state, you could have a revival. No, it's if you get a revival, you could then end up with some political freedom as well, right? Like like that. He's the king of kings. He's not the king under the kings. And, and so we're worshiping him first. Now, don't, don't take this wrong. Like, this guy's very involved politically. Calls it out, talks about it. Yeah, is I, touring. I ran for Congress. Yeah, ran for more. Congress. He, he's very involved, all right? And, and you need to be involved, but it's not the end game. It, it's downstream from godly living, from prayer, from revival, amen? Spiritual freedom. And then downstream of that, we get that 
that that that that that political freedom. And so yeah, we have a we have a ministry house in Washington D.C. It's it's on Third Street, which is, you know, Antifa knows where it is, so you might as well know where it is. Um, it, does it have it's, windows? It's, it's it's yeah, actually it does. <laughs> Still, I mean, the only reason is because Mitch McConnell lives across the street, and so there's always ah. security and nice help <laughs> handicap stuff, you know. But we. <laughs> If you're from Antifa, you're welcome here, but leave so, your stones so, outside. No, listen, I, I, this is why I'm sharing <laughs> yeah. this. So, so we're there, and we pray, and we worship, and we're the crazy people. When, when the Dobbs decision was leaked, oh, that yeah. they were going to overturn Roe v. Wade, and there was these threats against the Supreme Court justice, oh, yeah. we, we mobilized 40 days of worship and prayer around the Supreme Court. We oh. marched around it every day praying. Oh, I led the first worship service on the steps of the Supreme Court in a post-Roe era. Okay. I'm very engaged. We've done communion and worship inside of the rotunda in D.C. three times this year. Mm, so but good. when I walk in that rotunda, when I walk in the United States rotunda, which represents the epicenter of democracy on planet Earth in the history of the world. Mm. I, I want you to understand this. This is in the history of humanity. There's never been a piece of real estate that promoted more freedom than the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. Yeah, in yeah. fact, before Thank Congress God. resided there, it was a church. Oh, yeah. Come on, somebody. Some American history. Yeah. yeah. And I was in there with members of Congress, and we were taking communion together. And I was looking up at these pictures of you know, George Washington and, 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 and the pilgrims and, and the story of what God's written over America. And I feel like, and this is what I want to tell you guys, God is not done writing the story. Oh, amen. Come on. He's not done. He's not done. And people say we're a nation in decline, and people use that fear and all that stuff. And there might be truth to a lot of that. But you know what? Man, the church shines the brightest in the darkest days. Amen. 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 And I'm, I'm not a America is doomed guy. Um, I love the U.S. I became a citizen last year, right? My whole family, Lauren and two, uh, now two eldest kids. And If you didn't get a flag tattooed, then you're not. Where's uh, your brand? Eagle. Eagle, bro. Oh, he's got an eagle. Eagle. That works. And that so, works. yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we're engaged politically, you know, like I drove from my oath ceremony straight into the um, election headquarters and I registered uh, Republican, but you, you do you, boo-boo, but uh, I, I don't understand it, but, but, um, but I registered and I, uh, you know, and I voted early and I'm involved in that and somebody said to me, guys, like, oh, so your highest priority is, is being a Republican? I'm like... You know, you don't care about preaching Jesus now that you're a citizen? I'm like, I didn't need to be a citizen to do that. I was already preaching Jesus in America for, for the last however many years. Do you know what I mean? Like, that was my priority, but now I'm just doing this, you know? And, uh, you know, this is the first election, though, that I'm allowed to vote Republican. The rest, I had to vote Democrat because I wasn't legal. Anyway. Um, so, is that a, anyway. It was my joke, not Sean's, just for the camera. But... Um, I say that to say this anyway, is that I'm involved in all of that too. You know, I'm, I've got friends that are political, I've got friends that are politicians, I've got friends that are congressmen, all that. You know, we're involved in that. But the, my hope isn't in whether my friends get reelected. You know, 
My hope isn't in whether Ron DeSantis wins the primary. My hope isn't in whether Donald Trump wins the primary. My hope isn't in kicking Joe Biden out of the White House, though I would love for that, but that's not my hope. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like I, I, I don't, that my king is above any earthly king. You know what I mean? Like, like whoever is the president, my king is still the king, and I'm going to be okay. And, and, I, and I believe that our best days are still in front of us, and, you know, I hope I'm not wrong, but it's not going to come from worshipping Donald Trump or Joe Biden. It's, it's going to come from worshipping Jesus. And, and praying for the sick and, and seeing revival and, and, and seeing marriages restored and, and, and confusion disappeared and healing in people's hearts. It's, it's not going to come from the political scheme uh, around. It's going to come from the church being the church. Amen. So, anyway. I have a, you know, I, did you, I didn't... can I just ask, did you move your chair away when I made that joke? No. I just, you want me to move it closer? Just, I was like, you know, I was, I, I, I'm just, all I've noticed is after the joke, you're further away. And so, <laughs> I have, I, I didn't share this in the first, first service, but I, I, I really have, I have an agenda um, coming to Iowa. And, and I feel like as I pray, and I, 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 every state that we go to, you know, we've been to 27, I don't do a cookie cutter message and we don't do a cookie, like, I'm, God, what are you saying over this state? What is your prophetic destiny? What is your calling over this state, over these people, you know? And I, I believe that there's a calling on, <clears throat> on Iowa, which it's just random that this is the place that all these guys come to, you know, to fleece for their votes. Like, they come here yep. to win you over. They come to the fair and they do all the dorky stuff to pretend that they're one of you, you know? And it's like... It, they touch the butter cow. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, it, whatever. It's just politics. But, but here's what I was thinking as I was praying into this. And this is what we want to do tonight. This is what we want to release even tonight at the Capitol is, like, what if in the political spectrum, like, all of these people, they come to Iowa because they want to know what America wants. They want to know if their message is on point, if it's resonating. What if they find a church that is so on fire? Yeah, amen. Right, they come here, they find a church that is so on fire for Jesus that they, a church that does yeah. not tolerate Jezebel. Amen. A church that does not Hallelujah. tolerate. Come on, is there sacrifice. one? A church that does not tolerate abortion. A church that does yes. not tolerate perversion. A church yes. that, like what if, like we stand on those capital steps today and we worship. Part of it, yes, we want to bring God's presence to the state. We want to see it transformed. But the other part of it is we're putting that state capital on notice. Amen. Amen. Like, this is the post-COVID church. Amen. We don't back down from nothing. Yeah. And yeah. we're called to bring the kingdom. And I just, I believe that God in a sneaky way, you know, Jehovah's sneaky, that he's using Iowa to ignite a fire in his church yes, so that when the amen. world comes here, yep. the interviews happen, all this stuff, it's just Holy Spirit. Holy Come on. Ghost, yes. Fire. Revival. Yes. Like, yes. this is what we need. Yes. Yes. Come on. This is yes. my hope. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. We, we have been saying for weeks, months, that... <laughs> amen. Because, <laughs> so right now, Iowa is known around the nation. We've been saying this for months now. Iowa is known around the nation 
as the best place to get pigs and corn. You and can, big bucks. Yep. And what? Big bucks. And big bucks, yeah. Shoot big bucks that ate the corn. That's true. And we've got pig. We have bacon and corn. And that's what I was known for. But we are saying, we are declaring, we are prophesying that the day is coming where people will know Iowa as a place that honors the Lord. As a place that has shown America that God's way is better. That when you line your life up with the Word of God and when you give God authority over your life, that your life is better, that your church is better, that your schools are better, that your cities are better, your government is better, and yes, they've got good pig and corn too. That's what we are. We want people to look at Iowa and say... Look at Iowa. They're showing the world. Iowa is a place that honors the Lord and grows good corn. That's it. It's about honoring the Lord. Sorry, you got me fired up, but we're saying that here. I'm telling you right now, I don't mean to cut you off. Well, I did because I did it on purpose. But (laughs) this, I believe that, ladies and gentlemen, I believe you are that church. I do. You care more about the word than the world. We love, the, we, we love the people in the world that they would find life and salvation, but we don't love the ways of the world at all. We're not scared. We're not, a, we're not doing this timid, scared faith thing anymore. We're doing this faith where, and I tell you, this is my commitment to you, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to preach for a second, but this is my commitment that, that at Eternity Church, we have grown and found the favor and the blessing of God because of our faith and our passion for the truth and the word of God. All right, and we've let the Holy Spirit take the wheel, right? And, and, he, and here's the thing, though, and I've told, I've said this, and I mean it. Yeah, we're in the middle of a seven, ten, whatever million dollar building campaign, and yeah, we're going to build things, and it's going to be amazing, yada yada yada. But you know what? Even in the in all the middle of all the favor, in the middle of the growth, if preaching the truth, if lifting Jesus up, burns it all down then get your marshmallows, your chocolates, and your cookies because we're making s'mores. Because we're not going to stop. Amen? And I believe that this is the church. This is a church. I believe that there will become a revival in America. I know we might meet because I believe one starts here, goes north, east, south, and west. We'll meet you in Nebraska. We might not go that way. But... um, no, we will. I li- hey, anyone, any corn huskers in the room, come on, give me a wave. They're normally scared to say so. <laughs> but <clears throat> but uh, anyway, we are that church. I believe it. And, and, and that's why we wanted you here, though. Because it is hard to be that church, though. Let's be honest. It's, not, it's better, right? But sometimes it's hard. And it's just good to have a man of God who's been paving the way for people like us. Oh, you know, I had Jürgen and other people, too, but... But, you know, being able to watch a guy like you walk around the, 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 the country and go everywhere illegal and do what we've been promising for hundreds of years we would do. Just breathe life into all of us. And we just want to say thank you, man. We just want to say thank you. We love you. Don't we, church, right? Thank you. And we just want you to breathe some life. So, and we just wanted you to breathe some life into this place as a, as, as a man of God uh, you know, and a prophet really to our country right now, 
we just wanted you to just, just maybe just encourage us a moment today, as you have. I'm not saying now go and do that. You have been already. Um, because it's hard sometimes being out on the tip of the spear. Yeah, but it's I, better. I, I feel like, you know, when you're in environments like this, um, like you guys, and, you know, this, this place becomes a spotlight for America, and it's kind of like the church can be very reactive, where it's like, mm. well, we don't really know what I was going to do yet. And, it's just blah, blah, and the church is like, yeah, we don't really know. You know, and you can kind of, like, I w- this is my encouragement. Like, this is yeah. not a time to read the room. Yeah, amen. Like, Strategy. this is a time to run for Jesus. Yes. You know, amen. Like, and, and I say that as somebody that's, I've, all of the candidates, I've known them all. I've prayed over them all. I've spent time with them all. I don't give a rip, man. I want yeah. revival in my yep. nation Come on. for the future of my kids. Amen. Like, like now's not a time for the church to, to try to waffle and waver. We just got to follow Jesus, man. We, yeah. we have to follow Jesus. Yeah. We have to stick to our guns. We have to stick to our, it's, it's like I told, I, 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 I wrote a message to Gavin Newsom. I'm like, like, bro, like, <laughs> I don't know who you think you are, but we've been worshiping for 2,000 years. We're not going to stop because you tell us on TV that we should probably not sing. Like, that ain't going to happen, dude. Sorry, buddy. Like, we are on a course that we're not moving back from. Amen. And so you you fall into alignment with what the the word says and what God says, or, dude, we're just going to have to break your heart and worship anyways. Come on. You know, and I think now's a time, and this is what America needs. Like, we, we need a church desperately, and I just think... I mean, I love these kind of stories. Like, God takes an Aussie couple, like, so weird. Like, drops them in the I know a lot of know. Aussie he couples. He brought some commies over. I, 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 <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know a lot of Aussie couples in the middle of America. Like, they all hang out in the coastal cities. They're bougie. Yeah. You know? I go over there as much as I can to surf. You can go <laughs> and surf there. You get your boozy fix. But when, when I heard, yeah, there's this Australian guy as a pastor in Iowa. I was like, that can't be true. <laughs> Australians can't survive in Iowa. (laughs) But look, I mean, these are the stories that God writes. Like, he loves writing stories like this. He loves writing stories that no man could come up with because he's the one that gets the glory at the end of the day. Amen. You know, and so... Amen. So, so I believe God's writing a story. I believe he's using this church. He's using you. It's not a coincidence that we're here at the, as the very last stop on this tour. We have 26 cities of testimonies of yeah. God moving awesome. over and over and over mm. and over again. People were like, how's it going in the tough cities? I'm like, well, we were in Olympia, Washington, a very blue, very, very, you know, ungodly state from a, mm. from a perspective of politically. We had 6,000 people that showed up. Oh in Olympia. Gosh. Come on. Come on. You know, and the Satanists thought they were a big deal, and there was like 20 of them. <laughs> I think they felt so depressed, they ended up leaving. I was like sending our ministry team over there. Go minister to the Satanists. They feel a little discouraged. <laughs> Take your garlic. You know, <laughs> um, oh. it, you know but, but, but God's moving across America, and he's not finished writing this story, and he Amen. wants to use this, this, this state. He wants to use this city, and it's not time for us to go on autopilot. Yes, you know, sir. it's time for us to take Amen. ground for Jesus. Amen. Every Amen. single, like the enemy gets no real estate on planet Earth. Yeah. Like no None. real estate belongs to him. We're not leaving no him a bit. No city belongs to him. The no gates of hell shall not prevail. Do what? 
He's on retreat. The gates of hell shall not the prevail. The gates of hell shall not prevail. And mm -hmm. we can't allow any territory, any sphere of society. Jesus is king and Lord over all. Yeah. Amen. 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 Do you believe that, church? Okay, I got an idea. I got an idea. The idea is we go 10 minutes over time. All right? Like I said, we, I never do, but sometimes when we have guest speakers, we do, right? Go over time, okay? And uh, I just bl blame guest speakers every time. I never finish on time. But, but we're going to go 10 minutes over today for two reasons. Number one, wouldn't it be cool just to worship with the man that's been traveling the country, bringing freedom and life and salvation to city after city after city? So I reckon we should all stand up. Remember the, the yada, remember? God loves holy hands, the avocado toast, remember? God wants you to worship. God asks for hands raised. God asks for active, personal, physical worship, not just songs. And so I want to encourage you to stand up, encourage you, lift your hands, worship with us. And then right after that, for two minutes, our part, we're just going to talk to people about giving your life to Christ, okay? Give your life to Christ. But I want you to do this. If you need healing in your body, come worship. If you need breakthrough, come down the front and worship. If you need a restoration in a relationship, you need a miracle. God's still a miracle-working God. Thank you so much for listening to this message. If you enjoyed it, please check out our other episodes. If you would like to connect with Eternity Church, be sure to go to myeternity.com or follow us on Facebook and Instagram at myeternitychurch. We'll see you next week. Love you heaps.